if I shave my head, I'm going here as this black woman with a shaved head and they're gonna hire me like this? I almost didn't do it. And at that moment I said to myself, if me having a shaved head is the reason you don't hire me, I don't wanna be here anyway. Period. Period. Take control of your career and compensation right now. It's your five minute career hack. Hello hackers and welcome to our new special series dedicated to helping you learn in a very unique way. I believe the three E's to learning are education, exposure, and experience. This new series is going to tap into exposure. We're going to expose you to some of the most influential, dynamic, and energetic leaders in the world today. So you know, we don't like to, we don't like to belabor the point, no fluff, all action with today's guest. Hurry up and tap that subscribe button or if you haven't already, leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to hear more of, and be sure to like that button if you enjoy this podcast. This dynamic, multifaceted guest we have today, Dr. Mel, is a licensed clinical psychologist, educator, speaker, and health and fitness enthusiast. As the founder of Renewed Focus Psychology Services, she helps clients, especially women, who are feeling stuck and overwhelmed with life, break free from the cookie cutter templates, unleash their inner badass and do life their own way. Know her funky, edgy style and captivating energy that inspires change. Dr. Mel has been featured in several publications that you know of on digital media platforms, including Essence Wellness House, Scary Mommy, Diva Girl, New York Times, Vogue and Therapy, Black Girls and Huffington Post. Dr. Mel, welcome to the Five Minute Career Hack podcast. Thank you for being here with us today. How are you doing? I am doing great. Thank you so much, Jamila, for having me on today. I'm super excited to have this discussion. Um, I love talking about all things career and looking at people's journeys and how to help them level up that experience a little bit. So I'm excited. It's been a good morning so far. I'm ready. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us about yourself. I know I shared a lot in the introduction, but tell us a little bit more about yourself and your journey in life, your career, family, whatever you want to share with us. Sure. Um, So like you said, my name is Dr. Mel. Uh, I'm a licensed clinical psychologist in both New York and New Jersey. I'm also authorized to do telehealth in 40 different states. So um, that's nice. It allows me to expand my reach. Um, I come from the Midwest. I grew up uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, the, the youngest of three. Uh, my parents are immigrants from Trinidad, so I am, have West Indian blood all going through me. Um, I spent most of my life in the Midwest and then have been on the East Coast in New York and New Jersey for the past 15 years. Uh, I am married to an amazing individual and we have three young girls together. Um, we still live in New Jersey and yeah, my career journey. Um, you know, it's interesting when I was growing up, I always wanted to be a doctor. Uh, you know, I was, I was very much influenced by, um, the Cosby show. I was like, I want that family. (laughs) Who wasn't right? Like out of all of us, uh, like we're always like aspiring to be Cosby's. Um, But I, like so many people, I went to school and I started off pre-med and I was like, nope, don't want to do this. And so I've always been interested in the brain. Um, So I studied psychology. Uh, I went to graduate school 
and uh, became a psychologist. I've been practicing probably for 20 plus years. And I just love helping women, um, especially recognize that we do not have to do life the way they told us to. That we got to let go of these like sort of arbitrary templates and restrictions. And we will find so much more happiness if we just figure out what works best for us and then do that. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. So 20 years on the brain, right? Yes. And those that have followed our podcast for a while, they know that myself, Candice and Alicia as the co-founders of 5-Minute Career Hack, we're super passionate about just understanding how the brain works for all areas of life. So love that that's what you've been passionate about. And while we all kind of envision the Cosby life, different world, whatever (laughs) you want to call it, uh, growing up that while you found your lane, you're still a doctor, right? So super, Mm -hmm. super awesome that you were able to pursue it in a way that you wanted to, that looked great for you. But I've got to dive into the templates, those templates. Mm. Can you list mm-hmm. me the top five that you deal with on a regular basis that that you feel for women specifically or men even as well mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. feel like we need to address those just your top five or top three that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Five is our number, so it's most often I'm going to ask for five, right? Sure, sure, it makes total <laughs> if you have sense. them, if you have them, yeah. Oh man, I probably have about fifty, <laughs> right? But um, here are some of the ones that are usually at the top of the list. So a big one is about relationships and like when we should or shouldn't be getting married. Mm. Um, so that is a huge one. Like I'm, t- I'm constantly um, talking to people about, well, I'm in my late twenties or I'm in my early thirties and I should be married by now. My mom, my dad, my grandma, mm-hmm. somebody's in my ear saying, when are you going to find your person? Uh, so that's definitely a big one. The second one is when are you going to have kids? that you have to have kids um, or that you should. And people are often like, what if I don't want them? What if I don't want to make those sacrifices in my life to have children? There's sometimes shame that they're experiencing about that or judgment from family. So that's also really big. A third one is um, about career. So specifically like, I just did all this schooling for X. I just did all this schooling to become a lawyer and I've been practicing for about two years and I hate this, but I should keep doing this because I just did all this school. And what I really want to do is be an interior designer, but like, I can't make money there and my family won't approve of that. So now what? Right. So that's a huge one. Um, I get a lot of templates around physical appearance, especially for women in the workplace. Mm. Um, the number of times I hear black women say that they still don't feel comfortable wearing their natural hair, Ooh. that they've got to straighten it, that they can't put in braids cause it's not professional. Uh, they can't wear bright colors cause it's not professional. I need to put on a suit jacket, a, a black suit jacket with maybe I might put on a polka dot blouse. Underneath, but if right. I'm going to, yes. Right. But if I'm going to be in a space, like again, with men or with white individuals, I have to be professional and whatever that means. Um, so that is a really, that's a tough one for people. Uh, and then my last, my fifth one is definitely around physical fitness and mm. body type. I should be 30 pounds lighter. I should, 
uh, be working out every day, even though I actually really hate it. But I should because the doctor just told me that my BMI is in the obese range. But again, we all know that these numbers um, have, haven't been... Yes, and they haven't been changed for years. It doesn't matter how much has changed in terms of our bodies and what and what health looks like. You're you're less likely to get flack from your doctor if you are at a BMI of 20 but you've got uh, blood pressure issues and mm -hmm. cholesterol problems. They're like, "But your BMI is good." versus like all your blood work looks amazing but your BMI is at 25 or 26 or 27. It's like, you know, you really gotta, mm. so there's, there's a lot people are struggling with around that and what your body's supposed to look like. And like trying to have these six packs that like are usually <laughs> airbrushed and people are starving themselves before the photo shoot. You know, it's just, you know, it's a lot. So. Man, those are great yeah. five. I want to pick apart all five, but I'm, I'm going to be a little selfish, right? I'm going to be a little yeah. selfish because we got Dr. Mel and this is going to be a session for me too. Okay. Okay. Right? So, <laughs> all right. So the last three. Imagine a world where recruiters come knocking at your virtual door, eager to hire you for your dream job. This can be you with five minute career hacks, exclusive LinkedIn hacking package. Over 90% of recruiters rely on this platform to make hiring decisions. And guess what else? 75% of people hired last year were discovered right here on LinkedIn. But we get it, you're busy, overwhelmed, and just struggling to find the time to optimize your profile. Let us do the work for you. For a limited time only, sign up today and we can help you break through your career on LinkedIn. And you meant, okay. I, and off the top of my head, I don't remember the exact order and we can go in reverse. So the health and fitness one. So I personally mm. have been on a health and fitness lifestyle journey since 2018. And I, I grew up an athlete, played basketball all the way through college. I've coached. So I've been around physical fitness mm. all my life, but went through a divorce mm. right? and completely railroaded everything I was doing. Mm -hmm. health wise, fitness wise. And it was also probably around that period that, you know, my hormones were going through a change. So being mm -hmm. able to cut weight, like I was used to being able to cut weight, wasn't happening anymore. So mm -hmm. my late thirties. So it just, it just wasn't happening. And I was kind of like looking like, well, what's going on? Normally if I pick up five, six pounds, I can just get it off next week. No big deal. That stopped. Came to a screeching mm -hmm. halt. Right. So, What's some advice that you give your clients? I mean, I'm, I feel great about where I am in my health and fitness journey. And I just try to add something new annually, really, whether I'm going to take something out of my diet, add some new fitness thing to my diet. Like this year, I ran a 10K for the first time. Mm. That was exciting for me. Very exciting. Something, you know, I have two torn ACLs that I had surgically repaired. So running has never been my thing. So it was yeah. a huge, huge deal for me. Huge deal. So what are some things that you would suggest to people uh, on the mental side of it, right? Uh -huh. They're feeling the things that you described in the template, but then what are some things that you would suggest for them to get started on? How, do, how should they get started if it's something that they desire? And it's, a mm -hmm. healthy, it's coming from a mentally healthy place. Yeah, that's a really great question. Congrats on your 10K. Thank you. uh, that is awesome. I am 
I'm also a runner. And so when I hear people getting into running, um, it, it makes me excited because there's nothing like the body high you get from like a run, like a good yeah. run, you know, uh, but I digress. Um, <laughs> it's okay. So, it's okay. Uh, so what would I, so fitness is this interesting thing, right? Because um, there's a bajillion fitness influencers and, and right. companies and all the things you can join and do. And so the first thing I would tell people to do when you're trying to figure out what you're going to do in terms of fitness is to pick something you actually enjoy. Mm. We, we try to do things we don't like yeah. and we're more likely to quit. Right. So traditional physical fitness is running or, um, Peloton or, uh, doing, joining, like doing hit classes and those kinds of things. Now, if you like that, go for it. But let's say for you, you're like, I actually don't find that to be enjoyable. But what if you want to learn how to do pole dancing? Do you know how much physical fitness is involved in learning how to do pole, the pole? The core <laughs> right? alone will be Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so like maybe that's your fitness, right? You take classes three times a week. Or maybe you don't want to do the traditional stuff, but you would love to learn ballroom dancing. Right. So go ahead and find your ballroom dancing classes because again if you're if you're actually doing the thing right because that's going to be point number two but if you're actually doing the thing your body is going to respond to you just getting your heart rate mm -hmm. up that's really what it's about right it's just getting up your heart rate and things like pole or ballroom dancing will you're it's going to require your core it's going to start to work your calf muscles, right? It's going to work your arm muscles automatically. So if you're enjoying it, you're getting both, right? So that's one. The second thing is consistency. Whatever you choose, the only re way you're going to see any kind of progress, right, is if you're consistent. You can't necessarily take a ballroom class every two weeks and be like, I'm on my, I'm on my journey. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it is what it is, right? The more consistent we are, the more motivated we get. Mm. People are looking for motivation to just drop in their lap. Right. It doesn't work like that, right? Your motivation comes from the fact that you're like, oh, I made a goal to go to my classes three times this week. I've done it for the past three weeks. I feel better. I feel like I have more energy. I'm learning mm -hmm. how to ride the pole. I'm learning how to do ballroom. I'm I'm lifting. I started off doing five pounds. Now I can do my bicep curls with eight pounds. Yes. Right? But you only get that from consistency. And then when you start to see your own progress, that consistency in your progress is what's going to make you motivated. Not the other way around. So consistency right? in your process equals motivation. Yes. That's yes. huge. That's a bar. Write yes. that down. If you don't have your notepad, take notes right now. Cause I have a feeling you're going to be able to take two points from everything that Dr. Mel <laughs> shares right now and go do something with it. You know, we're all yes. about action at the five minute career hat. And she just gave you two points. You want to enjoy it. Consistency of the process equals motivation. That's huge. Yes. And for yes. me, to your point, doing something that you enjoy doing, I enjoy basketball, but because of the surgically repaired, mm -hmm. stay in a certain type of condition, which is playing condition, I can't play. So I stopped playing at about 36 years old, I believe it was. I okay. let it go. So if I can't do the mm. thing I enjoy most, I had to figure out, okay, well, what's the second most important 
thing that I enjoy. I actually like being a part of a team. So I found okay. a workout buddy and we do classes, we do other things. And that's what motivates me, right? Not the actual thing that we're doing, whether mm-hmm. it's cycling, lifting weights, doing hit, whatever. We do a variety of things, but it's the team atmosphere that I enjoy probably second most. So that works for me. I hope it helps you. If you're that type of person, I do things well in community. I, mm-hmm. I've engineered that way for my family and, and playing sports. So if I'm in community doing something, just like the five-minute career hack, I wouldn't want to do this alone. I'm doing it with two amazing queens that I enjoy working with and have worked with for over a decade. I do well in community. If you know that about yourself, I think it can help you to thrive. So you just got some great points. Let's move to number four. We're going backwards. Mm. Okay. Your dress, your physical appearance in the world. Mm. Now, yes. I mean, I got some... <laughs> I got some battle scars, wounds. I don't know what you want to call it. And it sounds like you've experienced a lot yourself personally, but also through others in counseling. Right. So tell us, tell us what are some mental best practices day to day to help you overcome the conditioning or what you believe are the corporate norms, mm-hmm. how you, how you show up at work. Mm-hmm. Jamila, can I tell a little, a very small yes. anecdote real quick before we go, go in, right? So um, I work for myself now, but I was working in hospitals and clinics for the early part of my career. And um, there was a point at which I was thinking about switching jobs. And I went and I, and I interviewed at this, um, it, it was a technically a, a big group practice, but it was much, it was attached to a university. So um, very, very white. So I probably would have been the one of the only black clinicians in the building. But I got to the last round of the interviews. I pretty much knew that they were gonna hire me, I thought. But my last interview was to be able to meet with the owner of the practice, right? Um, older Jewish white man. And I, I was like, here I come, this black woman already, I wasn't wearing a suit or those kinds of things to my interviews because I was like, I'm done with that. But at the time, my hair was still relaxed. It wasn't natural, but I was getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And I was getting ready to go to my stylist and I was going to tell her to shave the sides of my head. Right. My husband kept, he was like, go do it, do it. And I was like, I don't know, because if I shave my head, I'm going here as this black woman with a shaved head and they're going to hire me like this. I almost didn't Mm -hmm. do it. And at that moment, I said to myself, if me having a shaved head is the reason you don't hire me, I don't want to be here anyway. Period. Period. And so I shaved my head because that's what I wanted. I have never had hair on the sides of my head ever again. (laughs) And that it looks amazing. And it looks amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And I, I got the job. So here is my point. We get so worried, right, that... If I color my hair, if I shave my head, if I put in the braids, if I X, Y, Z, they're not going to hire me. They're not going to take me seriously. They're not going to listen to me. And there's two things, right? One, that's our pre-programming that we've got to unlearn. Who told you that? Who said they're not going to take you seriously? Probably Mm. somebody, our ancestors, our elders, right? Have taught us these things. But my second thing is take the risk and see what happens. We get scared to take a risk. We say, well, if I go into this interview with braids, they're not going to hire me. Girl, you don't want to work there anywhere. 
anyway, because you can't right. be yourself. Right. You, you're going to work there for the next two, four, ten years and never put braids back in your hair again? Countless hours. Never cut your hair, right? Never put a color in it, ever? That's what you're about to, like, you're going to chain yourself. Literally put yourself in chains for the next ten years because if you wear a bright colored shirt, they're not going to listen to you. Mm. Like, just think about that. Right. It's a mindset shift because the minute you open your mouth and you show up now, make sure you show up. Right. right. No matter what you're right. doing, make sure you come and you bring all your full self and all yes. of your knowledge <laughs> and everything that makes you you to the table. But there's a mindset shift that has to go on around. Number one, think about where your rules are coming from. Mm-hmm. And number two, take the risk and see. I know we're scared. What's the worst that's going to happen? Somebody may come to you and say something. They're not going to fire you for wearing a bright color one day. Trust me, they're not. Right? Right? They're not going to fire you for putting braids in your hair. And nowadays with the Crown Act, they really can't say ish about what's going on with your hair. Right? So take the risk because what you'll find is it's not as scary as you think. Nobody's kicking you out of the space, but if they, but if they do, if they start maybe not giving you certain cases or make a, make a comment to you about professionalism, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, start looking for your new job. Right. Take notes and start looking for your new job. Yeah. Yeah. Document that and, and start looking because you don't want to be there. Number one. Yes. And you might be able to bring a case against them for discrimination for sure. Yep. Absolutely. That part. So who told you that? I think it's so important because I do believe this topic, as well as other topics, we've conditioned and told ourselves, someone's told us it's in our subconscious and now we're acting on bad information. Mm. Same thing with salary negotiation. Someone told us that we shouldn't ask or we've got to work hard and do X, Y, Z and not demand what we're worth. Mm-hmm. Again, who told you that? Do that digging and get that off your hard drive, as I like to call our brain the hard drive. Mm. Right? Erase that erase that file from your hard drive and replace it with what you believe and know is true. Mm-hmm. So that's an incredible. Who told you that? And second, take a risk, right? I always say bet on yourself, right? When mm-hmm. are you going to bet on you? I'm betting on me. When are you going to bet on you? That is incredible, incredible, impactful advice. And then mm-hmm. this third one, um, it makes me think of my dad, actually. This third mm. one, why I have to cover this one, right? So that college experience, you're going to school, you get this degree, you are supposed to do, especially for anyone in our, our generation who grew up watching the Cosby show. There's so mm-hmm. many doctors and lawyers because of the Cosby show for African-Americans, period, Black people, period, because mm-hmm. of that show. However, it's not what Jamila wanted to do. It's not what I wanted to do, right? And go figure, my dad was an artist, right? So <laughs> he, he got a degree in art and a minor in history, worked in graphic design his entire career, but wanted me to be a doctor. So you show me mm-hmm. graphics, art, you know, this this uh, marketing through the local newspaper. You did that job my entire young adult life as a kid Mm. as well 
but you want me to go be a doctor, lawyer, and so you don't expect me to have an ounce of creativity in my body, right? Right. (laughs) I'm your child. I know. You made me, right? But so talk about an argument. The one time me and my father did not talk for probably three or four months when I declared my Mm. major, right? And then even after I decided I got an, ended up getting a marketing degree, right? That was the 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 compromise that I made because I wanted to major in art. Mm-hmm. He didn't want me to. I mm-hmm. compromised and went into marketing. So even after that, the profession or, or the jobs that I was looking for and, and still looking for dad's, you know, stamp of approval. So what do you tell someone that I, I, I figured it out probably in my mid-30s? But I feel okay. like that's so late. That's so late. And I know my journey is my journey. And I just want people to figure that out. Like mm-hmm. how to have the courage to choose what they mm-hmm. want. Like at 18, 19, 20 mm. years old. Or 22, 23, right out of college. I want them to choose at that point. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the Bill Gates of the world chose. Like the Steve mm-hmm. Jobs of the world chose. Right? Even uh, what's your guy uh, with Amazon, Bezos. They chose at a really early age that I'm going to do something different. I'm going to bury myself in a basement, basically, or a garage, and I'm going to do this, and I don't care what the world thinks, and did it. I Mm -hmm. want them to choose like that. So what advice would you give to whether it's that college student or even someone that is along in their career, kind of midpoint in their career as well? What would you tell them? Yeah. So I love that. I, I love, there's so many things about what you say, said that I could comment on. Um, comment on it all. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so a couple of things stood out. You named that you discovered in your thirties, right? Like your mid thirties that you wanted to do more of what you wanted to do that would make you happy. And it, you said, I felt like it was too late. So this is often that point is often um, what I am working on in session with a lot of my people because they get to their mid thirties, they've been doing the mm-hmm. thing and they're like, but I can't change the journey now. Right. right. I'm, I'm so far in it's too late. So I have to pursue this or I should, because it's been so many years, but if we think, let's just think about it this way. The average life expectancy of, I think adults right now is about 79 Yes. If at 35 and we what our 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 retirement age these days is like what 65 65 67 yeah somewhere something in there. like that. We at 35, we've only really been working for 10 years. Right. Really. Not even, tw- Maybe not even 25% of that, right? Right. So you're saying it's too late? 10 years of doing something it's too late to make a shift and then do something else for the next 60 or no, 40 years? Right? If we think about it like that, We've barely, like, we've just scratched the surface in terms of living at 35. I think here's the thing. At 35, we have to be willing to take a risk and bet on ourselves, right? That I want to do, I want to, I want to bet on my happiness because I don't want to spend the next 40 years just like trudging through and doing something I don't like. That's going to make you irritable. It's going to make you depressed. You're going to start getting anxious every time you have to wake up and go to work. If you have a partner, your partner's going to start to be like, yo, what's up? Right. You're, you're now influencing your kids. If you have kids, because they're Mm -hmm. saying, I guess I got to do a job I hate because that's life. Oh, that's so good. Right. And I don't, I don't want to teach my children that. I definitely don't want them to grow up thinking you have to, if it doesn't feel right for you. So I, 
I think that's that's one thing, right? Even if you're 35, if you're 45 and you're in a and 50, whatever it is, if you're at a point where you're like, I this isn't this isn't working for me anymore, it's okay. It's okay to take a risk. It's okay to try something different. I will also say, right, let's say you're 18. You know, this generation is doing a better job of this though. Because how many of these kids are becoming influencers yes. and making money? So much better. So much <laughs> they're doing an incredible job. Yeah. Incredible job. It, they are they're not following these traditional pathways as much right. anymore. So, I mean, one hack is have the mindset of an 18-year-old, right? Who right. hasn't been influenced by this world yet. And, you know, have that blank slate, have that I'm going to try this um, attitude about you. Right. It's fear. We mm. Along the way, we get programmed, but we also pick up fear. We hold it. Yes. We hold it like a like a partner. We go to sleep with it. We wake up with it, right? <laughs> boot up. <laughs> These 18, right? All, or, all sorts of boot up. These yeah. 18 year olds are like, mm, I don't even know what fear is. Mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's not, that's not a thing that I've experienced. So sure, I'm going to start my TikTok channel and be an influencer oh, right. and take video walking all over New York City and get brand deals. Love I mean. Love it. <laughs> yes. Right? Whatever. So no, it's, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. It doesn't that's matter. Awesome. So definitely that. Last thing, though, the third thing I'll say is you have to surround yourself with people who want to see you thrive. We, we gotta, we got, we gotta, especially as adults, as, as older adults, we need some discernment mm. and we need to do an audit list of our friends, an audit of our friend list, yes. right? Because not everybody's there to see you thrive. When people see you doing something that makes them fearful, they want to project their fear onto you and be like, are you sure? I mean, does that really sound like a good idea? I mean, maybe you shouldn't put all your eggs in that basket, right? That I don't I don't want that energy around me. Correct. I don't want a yes person either. Like I want friends that are there to support me, but they're like, you want to try this? Cool. Like, how long are you gonna try it for? Are you gonna create some right. parameters for yourself? Right? But I don't want the person who's like trying to discourage me from following something that I feel passionate about. Right. So you wanna surround yourself with people that want to see you thrive and in mm -hmm. turn you wanna see them thrive. Because don't be the taker either. Yeah. Be the be the person who's also willing to give yeah. back what your people are giving you. Because that's how you attract what you want, is if you're being, yes. you're being what you want as well. That's so important. Yes. And we were talking about that just a little bit on something that most people would consider small, right? Before we started in pre-production, you asked how I pronounce my name. And I also mm -hmm. asked you, do you prefer to be called Dr. Mel? And we had a little mm -hmm. bit of a conversation about that. Be who you want, right? So I want people to pronounce my name well. You want people to call you Dr. Mel, right? So be that person by asking that question, right? Mm -hmm. So be a giver, but don't just be a taker and make sure you're selecting the right people to be mm -hmm. in that inner circle. So that's the big hack there. Mm -hmm. Audit if you need to audit, but be sure you're surrounding yourself with people that want to see you win, that'll mm -hmm. push you, challenge you too but that will also mm -hmm. push you and elevate you and, and really, really speak your name in rooms that you're not in. Right. So mm -hmm. that's huge. Mm. 
that's huge. And I heard you also say fear. We've taken on fear as as a partner, as a part of ourselves, almost as an appendage, another arm, if you will, another leg, another part of our body. And we need to release that. We need to mm-hmm. release that. And back to that last point, it's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late, right, to bet mm-hmm. on you. So that's awesome. So I know we've, we've been going at it for a while, and I feel like I could come back and do another interview with you if you're open to it, right? Because I think there's a sure. couple more topics that our audience could benefit from. But I want you to tell us a little bit about anything special, any projects that you're currently working on or any endeavors that you're excited about that you want our audience to know about so we can support you. Yes, uh, I love that. So um, I do a few different things, right? So I have a private practice, a group private practice in New York City, um, Mm -hmm. where we help women get unstuck, break free of those templates and do life their own way. And we help them navigate the different mental health issues that sometimes arise when you're doing that, right? Because even when we are um, taking risks, we still get anxious. There's still some failures that happen. We still struggle with self-esteem. It doesn't mean those things go away but we help you push through it so you can get to where you want to be. Um, But I also do coaching. And so I help women um, do that as well in a group space, right? Community is so important. So I do, I have a new coaching program that I'm launching um, end of third quarter, beginning of fourth quarter, where um, if you are somebody who wants to, again, in a group space, be able to work on, hey, First of all, where am I stuck? I'm, I'm stuck mm-hmm. in life. I'm ready to make that career jump. I'm ready to, or I just don't like, I've done life the way I'm supposed to do it. And I don't, I don't like this. Um, so you're feeling unstuck. You're recognizing that uh, not only have you, you've done life your way, but you're underwhelmed with the results. Like, I'm not happy. Um, you want to let go of these templates. You want to let go of these forces that have been put upon us and get deprogrammed and then again be more badass so basically breaking free of all of this and being more badass um i am i am launching a new program that'll be about uh 12 weeks where we'll work together we'll have different um, activities and experiences that we work through we're going to work on not only your brain but some of those physical appearance things and getting you into your fitness journeys and um, by the end, you will absolutely have developed more confidence and be more willing to take those risks. And we're going to make sure that actually at the end, you've already taken risks. So you start to started to build that muscle. In so your action. Life. We're going to do the action while we're learning. Love yes. that. That's yes. So important. In yes. learning. So important. Yes. That's yes. awesome. Congratulations on that. I know it's going Thank to be you. phenomenal. I know it's going Thank to be you. phenomenal. Anything we can do with the five minute career hack to help and support you in that endeavor don't hesitate to reach out and let us know and i absolutely you guys put in the comment right now like subscribe but put in the comment if you want to see dr mel and if there's a specific topic that you would love to hear her talk about maybe we can have you back on pre-launch right that'd be Mm -hmm. awesome right that would be awesome you could tell us more about the the polished and finished product we can do that we can schedule that man it has been an absolute pleasure not only to get to know you, Dr. Mel, I know we're in different places, which is why I love technology in this way that we could be in totally different parts of the country and connect in this way about some things that we're both singularly focused on. And I know our audience benefited from what you had to share today. So I truly appreciate you being on here. And as we like to end each podcast, 
I want you to leave us with your final five words, your final five words that you would share with the audience that they can take away with them in their experience with Dr. Mel today. Mm-hmm. My five words are break free and be badass. I love it. Break free and be badass. Dr. Mel, thank you. I'll make sure you know how to get in touch with Dr. Mel in the description, in the show notes, you'll have access to her across socials as well as her website. If you want to learn more about what she's doing in this new program, this new 12 week program that she's launching. And at the end of Q3, we're definitely going to have her back on the show around that launch time, either pre-launch or just as she's launching so that you can hear more from her about that program and some other topics that I thought of while we were going through this interview. Thank you for joining us in our new special series. Dr. Mel, all the best, more abundance, more life to you, your family, and all your future endeavors. Thank you for being on with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Amazing, amazing experience. And I wish you so much luck too as you take on this endeavor. Thank you so much. Have a good one. We'll see you soon. And as I always say, I love you. Now, the five-minute career hack, we call this hacking. Look at you. You just did it. And you don't have to stop here. Take one step every week and ensure that you are pouring into you and getting closer to your career goals. Yep. See that button down there? Hit subscribe. But don't stop there because you know what they say? Sharing is caring. So take five and we'll see you next week.